Shut up, I love it. Shut up! I love it. What's up, everybody? This is Joe Cabello with Shut Up, I Love It. I'm here with... Sasha Filer. So exciting to be here on this Christmas afternoon. You can say that, even though it's not Christmas yet. But you might be listening to this episode on a Christmas afternoon. It's possible. (laughs) And it's a very Christmassy episode of the show where we bring on a guest to talk about something... Uh, lesser known, reviled, mm. misunderstood. We want to bring it to your attention. So who do we have here with us today, Sasha? She's a writer and comedian. Most recently, she wrote on TV slash video game show Download. And her name is Carolyn Page. Welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me back. It's a holly jolly joy to be here <laughs> with you both today. Two-timer. You're a two-timer now for oh. this. Yeah, uh, yeah. This podcast, we're so happy to have you again, and I think this is a really fun, a fun episode because I think the last few we've done, mm-hmm. it's things I was familiar with mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. already had an opinion about going into it. <clears throat> today, that was not the case for me. We can get into that, but why don't you tell us what you're here to talk about today? Well, I think you misspoke uh, when you said fun earlier. You meant important. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know words. So, right, right. (laughs) I'm here today to discuss the seminal Mm. comic, which began in the 70s and continues decades, decades long, epic story of ElfQuest. Wow. Written by Wendy and Richard Pini, Mm -hmm. who are a husband and wife duo who did the art and writing for it, and it fucking slaps. Wow. Well, when dealing with Peeny, usually things get seminal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what a what a Christmassy topic, elves. I mean, these are not Santa's elves okay. per se. It's important to say, yeah, we don't want people getting too excited or not excited, depending on how much they love Santa's elves or not. But there is a Chris- not those. Christmas elves vibe going on with you, Caroline, with the hat. I have to y- say, yeah. yeah, I do actually have my <laughs> Christmas elf hat on. I thought would be appropriate. And that makes me think I do have a huge Santa fetish. So you should have me on at some point to talk about my love of... I don't know if you guys do like porn on this. No, but like it's time to... (laughs) We can break barriers. But it's time to. That's the safest way for us to inject (laughs) porn into the show, I think. Whatever you might be talking about sounds a lot better than someone coming on to talk about... God knows what I don't even want Santa to say on this Santa hentai. Podcast. It's very wholesome porn. I, like, I'm literally, I'm ready to switch <laughs> gears and just dive 180 <laughs> degrees into this. But I think, if nothing else, this is the tease for the next time you visit us. Like Your third-timer. Yeah. Third-timer episode so. will be Santa porn. <laughs> uh, hentai, Santa hentai porn, to Santa be specific. Hentai. Yeah. But today, we like, warming people up by talking about something sexual nonetheless, right? You said horny elves. I, I remember, I remember yeah. when you pitched yeah. this topic. This, I think, would be considered a fairly horny comic. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, graphic penetration, to put it bluntly, but there is... A little stroking? Lots of rippling abs, mm. a little stroking, mm-hmm. a little cuddling. Cleavage all over town. Nuzzling. 
allusions to sex having been had. It's hot. A lot of um, and why do you think this makes a good uh, choice, or why did you want to bring this specifically? Obviously, we know you love it, but mm-hmm. out, outside of that, why did you think this was good for the show? Well, I think that this is just about one of the nerdiest fucking things <laughs> on the planet. And I kind of, I grew up with this comic. It was introduced to me by, like, a family friend. It's also very good. Like, it's not only horny, mm-hmm. so. Um, and, I, yeah, it's not the main way I would describe it, but I certainly, no. I certainly can agree <laughs> mm-hmm. with it being mm-hmm. a little horny. Yeah, as a kid, I wasn't horny about it, mm-hmm. but they, I am as an adult now. You were b- busy being horny about Santa. Yeah, exactly. I was born horny. <laughs> born and horny. I will die horny. <laughs> Um, so I think this was, I think this is a good topic because it's a small indie comic, mm-hmm. which I believe is now owned by Dark Horse. It was bought by, bought by Dark Horse, uh, some years ago and it started as a small indie comic. It has a very passionate cult following. Um, they do booths at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. They have merch. It's been like for years, they've been trying to develop this into a movie mm-hmm. and it's like. And in inside the ElfQuest community, it's a huge saga of like the movie trying mm. the story of it trying to get made, and it's just never materialized. But you never know. Maybe this podcast will. Oh, spark this that. podcast will <laughs> sure start something. And you yeah. have a physical copy, right? Am I am I right? I see some behind yeah, you. I, am, I actually have this uh, large compendium large. of uh, the the complete ElfQuest number one but i also have and this is in black and white but i also wow. have pretty rare collector's editions let me show you here oh i have like 14 of these <gasps> i know you can't oh, see wow. it because it's a podcast, oh they can't it looks very you can good. tell by the gasps it's amazing yeah it's a good looking beautiful book. hardback i'm I mean, sure it looks amazing in glass and i think it's important to tell the listeners now these are available to read online for free. How much of it is available to read online for free? We read a good chunk. I believe the entire thing, which goes on for decades, is available to read online for free at elfquest.com. Go check it out. Up to 2014, it says. Online. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, which is okay. so much so comic much. to get I mean, so. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're not talking about torrenting it or doing it. We're, they, the ElfQuest people, the peenies, the peenies, are like, here it is. You could also buy it, but here it is all for free. I was very impressed by that. I think that's very cool, especially for something of such legacy. Because yeah. that actually might get me to read current ElfQuest stuff and buy it. Totally. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So um, before or after this conversation, audience... You could go read ElfQuest. Just check it out at least, because the fact that those people like put it up on online in in such good spirit, like just being like, people, this is for you, this is for the fans, this is like insane amount of work we put in. It's like out there for everyone to enjoy. Like just give them credit and take a look. Maybe you'll get sucked right into it. Totally. It reminds me of a comic creator myself. You know, mm-hmm. I can't quite think of their name. It might be too similar to my own. Mm. But yeah, go read my free comics as well. Plug. Just a little <laughs> plug. Just a little mid-episode plug. <laughs> this was, I thought, a great choice because I'd never really heard of it. It's one of those things that, like, upon seeing, I feel like I've heard it, heard of it. But I uh-huh. don't think I would have said so before. It's just, like, maybe just because it's such, like, elves and it's such a great 
story elves seem ubiquitous or something to just our existence. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it's a great, this falls to me in the category of lesser known, let's put a spotlight on something than it does some of our other categories, which have been like reviled or misunderstood. Um, so I'm very happy to kind of have one in those categories. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd, uh-huh. Say, I'd say the quality is there. So let's, let's just be honest, Carolyn. Let's just be straightforward here and be honest. Like you are a pretty lady who's a huge nerd. Am I right? Like that's, it's like one of your brands. I think yeah. that's not an inaccurate description. Right. So pretty lady. <laughs> Thank you for calling me pretty. Pretty I'll, lady. I'll take it. Only with it's, the, it's hard to take a compliment where you have to be so, you know, <laughs> Take it and be confident with that. So it's such a great. Everybody, go online and Google Carolyn. She's very pretty, but she's also a huge nerd, and that is um, that is like small, but like very interesting sort of subgroup of nerds uh, that is obviously greatly appreciated uh, by the rest (laughs) of the community. And and so, (laughs) would you say? So I guess what I'm saying is, one maybe isn't born a nerd, right? Maybe. I, 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 you tell me, but maybe That's one interesting. one becomes a nerd, and if so, yeah. was this uh, ElfQuest was big? Was it big part of you becoming that nerd, or like at least maybe accepting that identity as such? Like, tell us about that. Hugely formative, hugely formative. I also, I mean, I think it's really about what you're exposed to um, at any stage of life. Like, you can become a late in life. I, I think that I get nerdier, kind of as I get older. Yeah, you get more comfortable in yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so your like, you can get even nerdier. Yeah, and you get exposed to more things and and find new niches of stuff that you just totally can geek out about. Mm-hmm. With um, disposable income. Y- y- that too, that too. <laughs> Which you don't need. ElfQuest.com. It's yeah, free. Not with ElfQuest. <laughs> but I think of like reading uh, Lord of the Rings growing up mm-hmm. and just loving all things fantasy. I was very into unicorns. Um, that was very formative. And then with ElfQuest, I think ElfQuest and Lord of the Rings are kind of my two pillars of like, it, this is a very high fantasy tale, like classical high fantasy tale. It's interesting because my, my husband, um, Jay Hunter, former, multi, m- m- many times, just like he came on the podcast, poor guy, we, we've exhausted all of his brain. <laughs> but ne- he, Never at a loss for words, though. <laughs> never, never that guy, trust me. But he grew up um, a huge, like, Lord of the Rings uh, nerd to the point where his parents, shout out Roger, I know you're listening, he, like, he, he was, he was to- like, he was told, Jay was told as a kid, the stories of Lord of the Rings as the the real like religion, as if that's uh, the real thing mm. that happened. Wow. And so he grew up like for a long time as a kid, like really thinking that that's like part of human mythology. I'm gonna say that's really fucked. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> an incredibly, but uh, not to say that it's any more uh, or less true at its core of the human experience than religion, the, Jesus the, Christ. Well, the that's the King thing. James Bible that I was raised mm-hmm. with, but I think that's I, I don't know. There's a, kids get lied to a lot, which brings us back to Santa. Oh. But that that is really interesting, and I hope he's in therapy. Oh no, now, he's doing great. He doesn't need therapy. Like he's one of the very few people that I know he does not need therapy. <laughs> I, I'm out right, but, you know, I'm right there. I'm saying, but yeah. But and, and what is the difference between that or the people who really believe that Jonah lived in a whale, which? That is a sect. Sure. 
It, it's absolutely. Uh, so let's. Absolutely. Th- I just want to throw swords at them too. I think it's cool to be a kid I throw who, swords who, at everybody. <laughs> who, who thinks that uh, like at some point hobbits roam the earth. But again, again, we we're talking probably very young Jay Hunter. So I don't want anybody to think like he's like 18 years old and he's walking. Yeah, around. that's another episode yeah. just to get that full story. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I don't uh, think we could really breach the surface no, of that. But I, but I, I want to say that like even in Siberia, though, like and. You know, I've never, I've just put it out there, I've never read or heard of ElfQuest. Um, but inside growing up in Siberia, like I had, I was very privileged to have a very special program, like in literature, um, like in my, in, like I guess English, but like the Russian in literature classes in school where we, you know, studied Hobbit, we studied Lord of the Rings as part of our program, and we're mm-hmm. like drawing maps of Hobbit land and of Middle Earth awesome. and all that stuff and trying to write like a chapter that never existed, uh, written for, you know, by J.R. Tolkien. So it was like really big for me too. It, the thing is like I just didn't know, like I loved it so much and I didn't know that that it's a nerd thing. So like I, it's in my blood at some point, it became part of my, uh, you know, constitution, but I like, that's interesting yeah. culturally like d- would you say did you grow up with this is is that just an american definition of nerd or does that translate to like the culture that you grew up with In, was there that same delineation i'd say that like now uh because i'm because when i was growing up it was just the world was changing from like soviet union to like Russia and like people was like shit was just for the first time a lot of new shit was coming at you Mm -hmm. so I don't think those cultures existed yet like people didn't borrow the idea of like nerds or people who play dress up and like fantasy and stuff like they they didn't uh, I don't think it existed yet because there was no like internet yet because we're talking 90s like late 90s or whatever like there was no internet yet in Siberia I think (laughs) that time there was no phone for like i grew up without a phone and and color tv so uh i'm 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 75 years old and uh (laughs) (laughs) and and so um i think it's a thing of like like now for sure i'm sure if you go to like moscow st petersburg like you go to a park you'll see like people dressed up as like harry potter like fans or like you know like (laughs) goblin whatever any of that like for sure it's happening but i think when i was growing up it was just like books. Like it was just like books, cool books. Like that's it. And it wasn't the culture of nerdism. So the fact. Well, really- yeah, I think that's been overall like with the internet too. Because so many nerds thought they were alone. And now. Exactly. They s- might still feel alone, but they, they don't. And I did feel alone. So but at least that. they can write about it on forums. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they're, they, they know that, oh, wait, this isn't weird. Just these idiots are telling me it's weird and right yeah and for sure i was like the weirdo not because like was dressed you know as like a character from uh tolkien's novel (laughs) but because i just like in my soul that's what i was thinking about when i was walking around and of course if there was another person um maybe we would have found each other but guys there wasn't so that's what it is like to grow up and what about the dancer uh what if the dancer what was his name? Nikolai? Pasha Kovalev. Uh, yeah, Pasha. Mm-hmm. Pasha. What if Pasha uh, <laughs> was into it? That would have been really game changing. Guys, this is a reference to an old episode where I talk about my first love, Pasha. 
Pasha Kovalyov, who was in my school, and now he was like a big like star in England or something, like a dancer guy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it would have been a big deal. I was into a lot of different things, but I just knew I was different. Guys, this is not about me. I just went on a tangent because Correct. I wanted to say it's how a lot of good Lord of the Rings really is like i guess like cross-culturally important i think that's what i was trying to say and how i like yeah. if 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 nothing else like lord of the rings is a fucking monumental work of literature that has changed this world forever and so and i think elf quest is a product of you know being inspired by that for sure right because absolutely because it was written what I mean, 30 40 years later right absolutely yeah Hugely inspired, although, and th that's interesting because these elves in ElfQuest, so ElfQuest, maybe I'll, I'll break down the story Give us a, a little, little bit. bit, begins with an elf called Cutter. He's got <laughs> great cool name. hair and a fucking sword. And a hot body. And he's awesome. Hot body. And a rocking body. Soaking. And bell bottoms that are leather, mm. which is cool. Hot-headed, but he cares because he, he cares. Totally. He's the chief of a tribe called the Wolf Riders that are elves, but they're half wolf. They have wolf blood as well. Take that Game of Thrones. Yeah. And they can silently communicate through a form of telekinesis called or telepathy called sending. And so they can communicate send with each it. other, mm -hmm. send it, mm -hmm. uh, and with their wolves as oh, well. Love and the then they're in constant conflict with the sort of, I think we would describe them as stone age humans mm. of their world. It's different than our world. It's called the world of two moons. We later find out that it's called abode. Mm. So their holt, their home gets destroyed by the humans and they go, they kind of, fuck around with the trolls, do battle with the trolls, and then they're exiled to a different land mm. uh, where they discover another group of elves wow. called the Sun Folk. Mm -hmm. um, that and and may, I, may I interject uh, mm -hmm. in, in case if I missed that you mentioned it, but the elves as a people crash landed more or less onto this world, correct? Right, yes. Yeah, so the, eventually you find out that the elves are sort of aliens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they come from an ancient star-faring race that went to uh, spread out throughout uh, the stars found this world recognized in this world that there were creatures that looked like them that they thought were their long lost relatives also from that original home world but then it just turns out when they try and land they actually get sabotaged and go are thrown tens of thousands of years back in Whoa. time, realize that they actually were seeing their themselves and they're sort of in a time loop situation <gasps> and then they settle on the world of two moons. Oh my so God. it's it's a pretty uh the lore goes deep. Yeah, that's deeper lore than even like the intro shows, which the intro generally just shows like hey, they open this like path to the the two worlds or whatever this land is. And then yeah. they're like, hey, cool, there's a caveman. And then the caveman just kills them instantly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but it sounds like they expand on it later mm -hmm. uh, from they what you're, do. you're saying. And so th from that group of crash-landed elf aliens, they branch off and sort of 
evolve into these different tribes of elves. There's some that live in the desert called the Sunfolk. There's some that live in the frozen mountains called the Gobacks. And then there's eventually, there's and then there's wolf riders. And then there's some that remain tall. Most of the elves get short, but these ones remain tall. And they live in the Blue Mountain. Um, and they're called gliders. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, you find out later, there's mermaids. Mm. And they're called wave dancers, mm. I believe. I will say this. This will kind of give away some of my thoughts, but I think that's okay with this podcast because you, we've, <laughs> we've okay. learned you can't hide your thoughts Hard on to it until the end. <laughs> it's dumb. Um, then we're like holding it It doesn't back. help yeah. it. Yeah, it doesn't help anything. Um, so I will say the fact that you're um, spoiling these things for me is upsetting. Oh, and, okay. I'm and, sorry. But I don't want you to not talk. I'm just saying that so to communicate how much I enjoyed reading what I read and how much I'll probably continue reading. That makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to ha- let you borrow my hardcover. But it's you don't even color. need to is the great thing about the peenies. <laughs> Up until 2014, we're just going for free. They're just Yeah, I think it'll take me a while to get to get up to there so yeah, that's fine yeah. but i appreciate the gesture um, i'm but sorry yes. for spoilers i think you should go run into your bathroom and hit your head on the floor <laughs> as hard as you can and just try and forget that i said all that really quick yeah 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 because it will probably affect just that part of your brain that listen yeah. there, there the could lesson. be better ways but i'll try that one first okay <laughs> Um, but yes, that's the general story of it so it is about these like elves kind of finding their way to coexist yeah with everybody in this world um so the the basic story there what do you think why do you think this uh it might be hard for you to answer because it's you are involved and you like this world but why do you think it isn't more widely known Mm. why is it on shut up i love Mm -hmm. it because we are not talking about lord of the rings like that would be insane here like as the Yeah, yeah yeah doesn't get nerdier than that though i don't no. I think it's I think partially because fantasy is hugely popular high fantasy stuff is few and far between. I think the the big examples are Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and a few other ones, maybe like the Disney princess canon is kind of yeah and i think that's being generous to the analogy but yeah it's like it's still not quite there i think it's just not necessarily broadly appealing to a lot of people um do you think there's do you think there's still a a stigma to fantasy as far as nerd culture as much as like nerd culture is like kind of become the new culture yeah, I think that's probably I think that's probably accurate because even when we say nerd culture like someone who is really into like Call of Duty and gaming that's a really far cry from this like mm-hmm. colorfully drawn story about elves who like love mm-hmm. each other and are trying to like fight for peace, you know. Yeah. So I think there's a lot, and then there's like science nerds, and that's a whole. There's just a lot of diversity. It's just yeah, like nerd culture's gotten weird. Yeah, I guess you know my closest uh, familiarity with nerd culture came, and I don't talk about it a lot, but I think that fits to bring it up on you know when I wrote on Robot Chicken the last season, and it was definitely like interesting because whenever I pitched 
because I know such little things about nerd culture, like anything. And so anytime I pitched anything for Lord of the Rings, it was so hard to get through. Like, and I think <laughs> it's because it's like maybe everybody who's ever worked on Robot Chicken tried to do, like, even though my ideas, I feel like, were different and like one of them almost made it. I was so proud of it. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, where I, 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 yeah. But I, I think it is, I think it is interesting that like, yeah, I, I haven't thought of it like that because I don't know much about it. But, like, yeah, that fantasy is a sub-nerd culture. And, yeah. It's interesting that you talk about Robot Chicken because that's such a, I think, would be considered a nerdy show. And so many of the mm-hmm. references are for nerds. But often through the nostalgic lens of childhood nerd toys. So maybe that's, like especially high fantasy stories, I think are kind of relegated to this space in in the same way that a lot of cartoons are. That's like, this is for kids. And the ElfQuest stories, although I loved and enjoyed as a child, I think are like fairly adult themes besides like the one notorious massive orgy scene. Oh. Gotta get to that. Gotta get to that. Yeah, there was nothing. I wasn't re- when I read it. I wasn't uh, reading it through the lens of like, oh, this is good, like kids entertainment or something like that. It was just like good storytelling, right, right there. But yeah, I think there is like this thing where the fantasy is kind of even nerdier than this like faux nerd culture acceptance society is said. Where right, it like is, the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's like all oh, nerd. nerdy stuff no, anymore. No, I agree. Yeah. It, that that day's been gone. Unless you know way too much about it, that's when you become. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I had people in the writers' room who who knew like so much. Like every like freaking outfit anybody on Marvel, like every comic book that ever came out, wore. Like that that kind of stuff. Like that's when you become a nerd. Right. But just because you like Marvel movies, like doesn't mean like you're a nerd at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the point we're at, which isn't bad. You know, it's still like letting people who might not be wanting to go play football after school, like giving them bigger space. So I think it's good, but it is very faux nerd culture because yeah, I I think people look at the fantasy lovers and they're still like, well, they're the weird ones. It's like, no, that's not the point. The point is everybody's cool. Every time I come on, every two, two times that I come on, I feel like my brain just explodes with other topics. Gatekeeping. I'm very into and would love to defend some time on this, like nerd gatekeeping. I think that's very good. I think (laughs) I can actually see uh, uh, some good arguments for and against. And I think maybe uh, maybe we need to have you on for that. It's an idea. What is gatekeeping? That's an idea very popular within the nerd community of and practiced of I like this thing. I'm a real fan gotcha. and you're not. And there's like, requirements. Because, yeah. Right. Because I am, you can't be a Star Wars fan because you don't know the name of every ancillary background character. Oh yeah. That's an example of gatekeeping. What happens if you have bad memory? Like, like me, like I love Lord <laughs> of the Rings, but I can't tell you anybody's name. If you bashed your head against the bathroom floor one too many <laughs> times come back, and yeah. you just can't remember. It's ableist. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, getting back to the comic at hand, yeah, I just wanted to ask <laughs> that to see like why it hasn't launched off. Obviously, it's very popular, you know, but it, it definitely isn't mainstream. I think it had a more popularity in the late. I think it started in the late seventies and nineteen seventy eight. I believe. Yeah. 
Okay. And then big time for nerds. Mm-hmm. Big time for nerds. Um, and then for a while, the so there was a different person drawing the comic. Mm. And it was, the art was crazy wild looking just like sloppy yeah that can be a big shift it feels like this is a series where you don't want a lot of artists change Mm -hmm. while sometimes it can be fun you know like we don't want to see captain america done by the same artist for 20 years we definitely want to see several artists take that take while this is like Mm -hmm. a long one singular long story it seems Mm -hmm. so kind of that having an artist consistency would seem important wendy she's she's the best in the biz so we've got Wendy and Richard Peenies. And we've got Wendy yeah. is the artist, right? Who created, Wendy's the who artist, created this yeah. awesome art. And Richard is the writer, right? So yes. he's responsible for this very elevated, yet concise, I thought, and very descriptive mm-hmm. and specific uh, language for the, mm-hmm. this comic book. There's cool terms that are that they use i think the naming of it, things like it's such a full world and like when i want to fall in love with the property which is why lord of the rings is so great is because it's such a complete airtight world not airtight maybe but it's it's a very full world that you feel like the the creator knows and like little details hint at a larger world mm-hmm. which is great Great. So, um, look, I read like three comics in my life. Why is this something you love? Why did it speak to you when you were a child? Like, um, is it the romanticism (coughs) of it? Is it the art? The art is very beautiful and the colors are like outstanding and it's just aesthetically very pleasing. And then there's also this, the... The story is, like, the characters are so heroic. It's really, like, about this tribe that's really, for intents and purposes, a family. And fam. them fam. overcoming so much hardship um, and adventuring. And, like, that's fucking so fun. And it got wolves. Exploring a world. It got wolves with them, which is my favorite part of this. And they have wolves I with love them, which is very wolves. cool. And they're magic. They live in the woods. You know, they, they're hunters, subsistence living. Very cool. Very cool stuff. Yeah, the, and the story really takes leaps and bounds from each issue. I mm-hmm. think within the first issue, their home is burnt down or their halts, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they are then taken to, like, exiled from uh, the trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like... It really gives you a trajectory of not just watching a bunch of elves do whatever, but, like, actually accomplishing something, actually overcoming something. So Which that is, it's, the trolls are one of the problematic aspects of the story. Like, that very, like, they have big noses, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, hooked noses, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of these, like, money-grubbing, like, hovel dwellers which is very it's not good and we don't need and hopefully fantasy new fantasy can break away from those right. very racist right tropes. well yeah, that, that's 40 years later jk rowling would oh wait never mind <laughs> <laughs> no yeah the trolls like there's always been problematic um like and it's not established or created by elf quest but yeah like they 
didn't maybe separate from them and from that as much as we'd like to see from our lens in 2020. Um, right. But um, but yeah, definitely like there is the theory of even Tolkien having like you know um, kind of created each race after a certain ethnicity or race of humans and there's that like that whole idea um, right. that lives on and it's very disturbing and that's nothing uh, that we subscribe for but um yeah so do trolls come back at all like a lot or is it just the beginning oh my god trolls are a crucial part of the story mm -hmm. And I highly recommend that you continue reading. I don't want to give it away. Because Joe is going to get but upset. You yeah. just keep reading because Curious. the story, like, only gets better. Well, I would say, like, it's it was 130 pages. You told us to read it more if we had the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I actually would have, but I, I had my morning set to just read this. Which I was like, this is going to be a fun morning. Um but I trust where the story is going to go based off those 130 pages, which is saying mm -hmm. a lot. Sometimes you can read however X, Y amount of a story and be like, that was good, but okay, and move on. But there's something different to be said of, oh, I, I can really see this thing blooming because you've already really bloomed big time. What's the last thing that happened in the 130 pages? Uh, the Reich, uh, the Cutter, or what, Cutter beats uh -huh. uh, Rykar, whatever his name is. Rayek. Rayek in combat to it's, get the girl. The names are so fantasy-like. <laughs> have, you, have you seen so that great. movie, uh, Gentleman Broncos? No. Okay, so Gentleman Broncos is uh, with Jermaine Clement. Love and it. And he plays a fantasy writer. Just Google the or YouTube the video of um, Gentleman Broncos naming like character naming and the clip should come up because he basically gives the <laughs> breakdown of how to uh, name fantasy characters. Oh. You simply add Onius or Enus or for sure an Ius to it. For the most part, I, for most part, I actually really liked the names of the elves. I thought like they were yeah. They were uh, reflective of their personalities, but like they were also sweet because they are characters in the comic book. Well, um, and like one eye. One eye. He had one eye. Sometimes it's that's quite true. Literal. That's a name that you have to earn. <laughs> yeah, Unless he, he was. That wasn't he, always. His we don't name. know. We don't know. Can you be he born was born with one, one eye? eye? Like, fuck. He was not born with oh, one eye, oh. and you f you find out what's up with that wow. at a later juncture and even the naming conventions for the different tribes this goes into the world building like they are very distinct and you can really tell a wolf rider from a sun folk the, just yeah. by hearing their name you know well it is which is the, cool it is very cool and i actually am surprised now that there's no animated probably but even maybe live action TV show that like, doesn't exist. Like nobody ever tried oh, to make I, one. They've tr because it is such a. <coughs> they've tried for so long, and they really should. Maybe such I'll be the oh, one. You'll to be do the it. one because it is such a I setup. It's such a you write TV. Let's, let's do, do it, it all. Because it is such a setup for like the pilot. Like the pilot is great. Like shit happens. They move on. Totally. They encounter all this shit, and then like you're saying, like there's like going forward. There's an episode say slash you know uh separate 
uh, comic about one eye story and you know there's such a thing of like there's so many characters that i'm interested in interested in i believe that like at some point uh, i i would be interested in hearing their story like all that stuff is happening like the map has not been filled in yet so i believe there's mm-hmm. more stuff it's, and i don't like i don't know how that works like with making a tv show with something that's been existing for so long and that people have visual representation of it maybe that's what they're afraid of like that no matter what the visual representation the, the art like will never attract it i think yeah i think that must be so hard for the creators like they've controlled and written this comic for so long like giving away creative control would be it's very difficult maybe i don't know maybe richard will tell us when he reaches out to us yeah yeah i mean you get approached by the wrong people with it and Mm -hmm. then you might say no for sure you'd just be like oh no this is the the green light to the tv show not with you Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) jerk i was trying to think of somebody Mm -hmm. think of somebody specific it's like mark Wahlberg. like fuck off right like that would be really interesting (laughs) (laughs) we said it in boston (laughs) they're boston elves yeah so uh, i i don't know but it it is look i haven't read a lot of comments i don't know are we we ready to move on into our like personal feelings uh which we kind of i i want to hear what you guys personally yeah i feel like we kind of had a little bit but we can kind of uh, dive deeper into that yeah so i have since i started talking i have read only like for real like sat down and read two comic books before so i'm uh, it's just not my thing uh one of them is um about monsters was it everything i love is monsters uh, i don't know i have it written shout out yeah it's it's super like a weird and different um Different comic, y'all. So it is called My Favorite Thing is Monsters. And then the other one is Mega uh-huh. Hex. So have you heard of either of those? No. Uh, I- no, because they're weird and uh, they deserve um, a spotlight on Shut Up, I Love It, if you ask me. <laughs> Mega Hex? Mega Hex. Mega Hex. It's, um, oh. yeah, it's, it's, I think they're like trying to make a TV show out of oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah. But it is a, it's about a depressed drug addi- addicted witch and her. It's like a basically a stoner uh, comics. And then every, um, my favorite thing is Monsters. It's like this weird thing that this lady who... Like it's like this opus magnum of this one lady who had to stay in bed because she was very ill. And then like she's still around. But like she wrote this crazy and beautiful um, novel, graphic novel, um, about like basically like a young, young Jewish girl uh, in Chicago growing up I want to say in the 60s and like her family history mm. I don't know Ooh. the only thing the only reason like I've read those is because like they came because like how much of Outlander they were like those two comics like nothing like any yeah these are those are very indie comics super indie. that you just super mm-hmm. indie this is a more traditional comic yeah it's funny because I actually didn't read comics growing mm. up this was the only one I read I read like comic strips like Calvin and Hobbes style stuff mm-hmm. But, and then my senior year of high school, two friends of mine came over, they were twin brothers, and they brought me a duffel bag full of Marvel comics. Mm. And it was uh, Grant Morrison's X-Men run. And that, like, kind of in a big way sparked, like, a lot of my nerdy tendencies. There you go. 
Mm. We're learning um, how, like, outside mm-hmm. of the world of fantasy. Mm-hmm. So comics are a gateway drug. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so <laughs> to me, I I think that um, this was interesting. Like, I found myself. Um, so I had to read a lot because I, I read very slowly and especially comics because like, I'm not used to reading them. So like r- last night I read uh, for a few hours and <laughs> this morning, like it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of reading, 130 pages. Well, it's really, I think it, uh, anybody should read comics how they like. Some people speed read, then read again. Mm-hmm. Um, other people like really take their time with each panel. I take a t- it's I take yeah, time. Yeah, taking time for the art is... I take my time. Uh, and yeah. so... I like I found myself like enjoying it a lot and being like this is like very clean clear storytelling like things are constantly moving I was paying attention mostly to that um like I mean the art like I enjoyed it I thought the art was really good and everybody looked very sexy um (laughs) yeah there's like baby faced uh but like grown-ups it's very strange um yeah yeah. um but (laughs) uh no but really like attractive elves and I don't know, I, I mean, like, I, I felt myself like, very interested in storytelling. So what I ended up, fe- my feelings ended up being, I would have loved uh, to have had my hands on it when I was like 12, like a lot, like a lot. Mm-hmm. That would have been a perfect time for 12-year-old mm-hmm. Sasha, just on the brink of her uh, sexual awakening. Uh, mm-hmm. to like, Sasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to get my, my hands on that, like, and just... It's funny... I never really, I think maybe because they were such a formative part of my childhood, like, I w- I'm not attracted to these elves in that way. Like, I've not fantasized about these elves. I don't think I'll be fantasizing about them, to be honest. But I feel like a 12-year-old yeah. might. I don't know. Question mark. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about Vin Diesel and Orlando really? Bloom. Orlando Bloom, for sure. <laughs> I, or for sure. He's it, was the, it was the early 2000s. Mm. It was a wild time the pacifier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you joe what's how how did it go for you this read uh well so yeah i've have a long history with comic books i'm not a crazy complicated comic book history nerd where i know a lot and i keep up on a lot of stuff but through i have like boxes of comics just throughout different parts of my life that I, I even surprised myself. I went through a recent box from like maybe 10 years ago and I was like, oh shit, I have like 16 issues of this run of a storyline that I forgot I was even into. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, I guess I was nerdier than I even thought at the time. <laughs> uh, so, and obviously I write and uh, produce comic books now. Um, so just for that reason alone, I was very excited to check it out just almost as research as well. Yeah. Um, and then I really just had a great time with it. I had no idea what to expect, but I, I will say I do. I trust your judgment after coming to us with uh, Sex in the City. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to trust this completely and just go with it. Uh, and it was also nice to have uh, a morning where I was just reading something fun and mm-hmm. not working. So that was awesome. Totally. Same here. Um, but I just loved it. I thought it by the end of the first issue how much story progresses dramatic turns i was just like this is sick and uh i enjoyed every part of reading it. i will probably keep reading i don't think i'll read all of it because that's just too much well, maybe not in one sitting but Certainly it's always not. there for you yeah and the fact that it's just free there on the website it's like 
I don't need to be crazy and be like, I'm going to order a $40 book off Amazon or like <laughs> right. anything like that. I can just read however much I want, but I will be checking it out more. I'm just curious though. Um, I think I can ask that question spoiler wise. Uh, is, um, is Cutter like still the main character up to today? Cutter is the, I'm not totally caught up on like the most, mm-hmm. most recent issues, but Cutter is a main character and driving plot action mm-hmm. guy okay. for a long time. Just That's curious. good to know. In, because In you, the story, thousands of years. You could totally see something going on that long. There could easily be the like, oh, after 10 years, we all the characters are killed off and yeah. we start with a new <laughs> batch. Well, that's nice with it when your characters are immortal elves. Mm-hmm. But there's also, there's lots of new characters that are introduced. Mm-hmm. There's some pivotal fan favorite characters that you haven't even met oh, yet. It, this you is like, even... we're talking like no. the Reagan era, right? Like the when they start <laughs> popping in. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, this is like, we're like 1978 still with those 130 yeah. pages. I definitely got the feeling that we were barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. It felt that way. Yeah. Which is a cool feeling. Yeah. And uh, like, what a, what a success for, I mean, like, that's the hardest thing. Like, that's why like TV pilots is the hardest thing to write in Hollywood, right? They say like, in many ways, it's harder t- than writing a movie because you really have to set up the world more than anything, I think. The engine of a TV show is the world that people would want to come back to. Yeah, repeatable. Totally. Yeah, and so like the promise of this world being rich enough um, for people to come back to, like it's done. Like it's done in like first issue. I feel like it's done. Like mm-hmm. so, like like it or not, it, it is a very successful, I'd say, storytelling in that sense. And the time has yeah. proven that successful it was. Like you know, to write something like that. So shout out to you, Richard, if you're listening. Um, what, a, what, a, what a great, you know, <laughs> just a great great storytelling going on there. And, and, and it feels original. Like, you know, it feels original. It doesn't feel like fan fiction for Lord of the Rings. Uh, I mean, obviously, like anything elf-related, of course, is, you know, making us think of Lord of the Rings. But it feels like its <laughs> right. own mm. thing. Like, sta- It's very, yeah, it's very uh, unique. Yeah, it marks its own territory. But it feels, but it feels familiar because there are these kind of bigger fantasy concepts that we know and love, and then the way that they play with that is pretty cool. I think. Yeah, there's there's like some even by seventy eight. There's a lot of shorthand that could be told in stories like this, and totally, totally. And even today, it's amazing what you can do in a movie or in a comic anything today because we have so much shorthand for everything like you don't need an origin story superhero anymore you really don't like (laughs) everybody if they would feed it to you spoon feed you origin super like it would be so annoying to just see like like (laughs) unless you're breaking it somehow the expectation like nobody wants to see that like in the most yeah not to say it can't be good but you really just don't need it and there's so many things like that in this fantasy you can kind of drop people in that world Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if the rules are different, because then we don't need to explain, like, elves. Okay, we get it <laughs> a bit. Oh, these are space <laughs> elves? Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, awesome. Um, is there anything we should talk about before we go to ratings? Like, is there anything, Joe, you want to ask Carolyn? Or Carolyn, is there anything you want to say that doesn't fall into your final, um, you know, comparison thoughts? I think the, like, textures in this book of the clothing are something that's always stuck out to me. Like, the the art being able to convey that something is soft or what kind of soft it is is really cool to mm. see visually in a still image and it's such a visceral storytelling mm-hmm. visceral that's what that's I'd right like visceral say. i'd say that's that's definitely an adjective that describes this comic yeah mm. which at a glance you might not think Mm-mm. so you know because it is very cartoonish um but then when you're actually mm-hmm. like in the story you're reading it um you know, it's very evocative, uh, despite mm-hmm. being so cartoonish and silly at times. Yeah, the colors are very pop colors. And I think that might be, like, even now for adult comics, comics that are for adults, mm-hmm. they're so not hentai, which mm-hmm. is a different thing. <laughs> um, there's the color palette can be not as bright. Or, or poppy mm. is this? Yeah, like, the, that doesn't mean this that you looks can't like a kid's it. color for sure. But so, yeah, yeah. It, it, like it does not change it. Once you're in the world, you're keyed in for sure. <laughs> Great. All right, I think it's time to go to the ratings. Joe, would you start because I'm having a little trouble figuring out figuring out my scale. Oh my god, I'll have trouble with that too. Uh, Why don't you take it? Let's on? okay. Let's say the um, uh, Ewoks comics. If you guys ever ever read any of the Ewoks comics, those I don't know that I have. Those are four out of ten. And why are we taking specifically Ewoks comics? Well, it's kind of got the similar a similar art style um, of just kind of looking a little kitty, a okay. little bright, looking it up <laughs> as we speak. Okay, <laughs> and it's about a mythical race <laughs> mm-hmm. of creatures of teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, in the comics, they, like, talk to each other and stuff. So it's not like uh, Return of the Jedi Ewoks. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. Gummy Bears Ewoks. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, it's a, it is a similar style. It must have... This looks very 70s to me, too. Yeah, I think it, it started in the 70s or 80s, um, and there's been random runs of it. Of it well, I gotta read this. This looks awesome. Well, it's four out of ten. <laughs> well, you don't know. You know. Let, 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 let's see. Let's see where where where's uh, ElfQuest going? Uh, ElfQuest is gonna be a uh, nine out of ten. Whoop! Success. Yeah. Yeah, I think even if you were a Star Wars fan and you have these two comics in front of you, obviously you would want to choose Ewoks. But no, <laughs> uh, the. This tells a way better, like, fantasy village race of people trying to make it story than Ewoks does. I feel like this is suddenly turning into me shitting on Ewoks. That, that <laughs> that neither of to... us know what this is, but we are The willing... Ewoks comics, yeah. specifically. Um, the shitting on Ewoks sounds like a hentai, honestly. Disney. I'm going to Google that later. <laughs> All right. 
this is hard, guys, because I don't, don't read comic books, so I, I feel like it's unfair for me to compare it to anything comic book related. So I'm, I'll do, I'll, I'll take the very dangerous move of comparing it to Lord of the Rings. Oh my Ooh, god, she crazy. <laughs> she crazy. <sighs> Lord of the Rings is a ten. I mean, I think we all agree. Hobbit is a nine, and um, hmm. I mean, just because it's like more kids oh. stuff, you know. Are we talking about the movies or? Oh no, I'm talking about books? the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the source material. Um, and I would say that uh, this comic book is at uh, seven. I, I mean, I, I really think that ElfQuest, it's great. Like it's High tier. High, high tier. tier fantasy. Like high tier fantasy. High tier fantasy. Because yeah. the thing is, like, I would just say, like, it would be so great for me to have read it when I was younger. Like, and, and it doesn't mean that, like, I... I'm like too smart to read it now because I really enjoyed <laughs> it. But I feel like it would just, y you know, the heroic type, something that spoke to you, mm -hmm. uh, Carolyn, like would really work f for me like at that time, like to have a heroic type, like as the beacon for this journey. Like, and it's just something maybe I'm not there right now uh, as a writer or reader. Mm -hmm. But I, but again, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll continue reading. I might. But uh, I, I felt compelled to maybe continue reading. So you, you just never know. So I feel like seven is, is pretty high for somebody who barely knows anything about what she's saying. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> what about it's you? It's still good, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Carolyn? Okay, I'm going to compare it to, I guess, life itself. I'm going to compare it to life itself. <laughs> uh I don't even know where to begin. So this is just such a such a pillar of wow. my existence. I'm looking at my comics now on my bookshelf next to me and trying to find an appropriate one. Well, maybe um, compare it to experience of sexual awakening or it. I'm going to compare it to the one of the first times I masturbated. Yeah. I'm going to give that a nine and I'm going <laughs> to give this a 10. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yeah. really big. So did you already know like, like the orgasm that like was happening early on? Yeah, this was, is better than an orgasm. Wow. Comic, oh my God. Shout out to you, Richard so and Wendy Peenies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Could ruin you. Could definitely ruin you. you like, like was, how old were you when you, when you were introduced? Not when you masturbated. You can tell us that too. But uh, <laughs> when you were introduced to this comic. I think I was... Gosh, eight or nine, I want to say. That's nice and young. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe even younger, maybe seven, but somewhere in those very formative years. Yeah. Like those are years Explorative. when your brain and personality are forming. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, we can follow up with the masturbation questions, but I don't know if that's <laughs> that deserves to wait until. I, I you think come it'll come up in the in Santa, the Santa episode. That's what I'm saying. We're going to save it for Santa. <laughs> it definitely will. <laughs> All great. Oh my God. What a, what a win, really. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting when we shut up a lot of hosts, get um, to experience something neither of us have heard before, and both Love of it. us really enjoy like that's always it's not doesn't happen a lot you know it's just hard for that to happen like a lot of things have to happen 
um and for us to truly enjoy it like so thank you for that jam what a what a christmas what a nice christmas slash holiday gift yeah You're and the welcome. gift is really online at elfquest.com <laughs> <for everybody. laughs> we are plugging this website so hard and i'm into it people don't go visit your families for the holiday don't, don't. it's not safe Mm-mm. read stay home and read elfquest do it you know do it do it put on that elf hat has nothing to do with <laughs> these particular elves but it'll kind of get you in the christmas mood open up a bottle of that scotch right yeah that what we're, that's what we're all about right. you know how you know yeah. or whatever whatever's happening in your life maybe you need the half a joint maybe you are in bed half ridden uh, bed bedridden with uh you know post-surgery recovery just then you know have a piece of vicodin and enjoy yourself read the freaking comic <laughs> on elfquest.com yeah a little lick, a little lick you know a little, give it give it you know, just have lick. a lot of water because does that shit does constipate you quite a bit so <laughs> all right well we plugged everything from vicodin to santa hentai and we cannot wait to have you back talk about that so i can't wait to come back thank you so much well Happy holidays to our listeners. Please go on iTunes and, uh, you know, just rate us. Like, you know, give us a rating, guys. And email us. We started getting emails from listeners, which is very exciting. So continue doing this. At Super cool. Shutuppod at gmail.com apparently is our email address I just learned today. <laughs> so that's great. Keep emailing us. And uh, what about plugs, guys? Uh, uh, Carolyn, do you have anything going on that people should know about? Yes, I do. I write for a video game news series called The Download, mm-hmm. which you can find um, at The Download on social media. And I also stream regularly. I stream video games on Mondays at Jacuzzi Tubs with two Bs on Twitch. And then I stream D&D. Wow, so much streaming. Uh, it's so much streaming. The first three Thursdays of every month. Yeah, so don't show up there at on the fourth Thursday. Don't show up at the it fourth Thursday. It would be Thursday. foolish. There won't be anything there. <laughs> but that's at uh, TVND. Amazing. So cool. Yeah. Joe, what about you? What's going on? Well, it's a big week. Mm. By the time you listen to this, my comic is coming out on Patreon. Speaking of comics, <gasps> it's a horror comic, and it's a full over 30 pages, issue number one. <gasps> issue number two is already in the works one dollar level subscription gets you Come access on, to that $1. and everything else coming out so oh my god it's pretty pretty good i'm super excited you can even check out some samples of it if you check out uh my twitter at joe Cabello. i know what i'm getting myself for christmas oh my this year. should god. it's coming out that's very exciting can't wait. i've read the first 12 pages and i cannot wait to see what happens next so much like ElfQuest, i am sucked into the story and i look forward to having two legs and being able to walk again thank you joe for hosting with me thank you carolyn for coming on we cannot wait to have you back for real and thank you elizabeth salute for this artwork thank you bry walker for this awesome song and thank you for listening